Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to another guest episode on the Empower With M podcast. And guys, you are going to absolutely love this guest because we have been talking for a solid 15 minutes before even hitting record on today's episode. Her energy is so incredible. And I know the value she's going to bring you guys is going to be just as powerful. Now, I'll give you a little bit of insights into who I've brought on today. Now, Anya Werner is a holistic life coach who is working with women to release subconscious paradigms which no longer serve them. And she does this through techniques such as NLP, hypnosis, and neuroenergetic encoding. Not only does she do this, but she also guides them to rediscover their inner power so they can step into their full potential and cultivate balance in every single area of their lives. So you guys already know this is going to be a spiritually aligned episode today. And in saying that, Anya, I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Why don't you kick it off and tell our listeners a little bit about you and obviously this journey that you've gone on so far in life. Yeah. Okay. Where do I begin? I'm going to keep it short because there is a lot of background, but I, I kind of feel like I have had three separate lifetimes in my one short and magnificent life, uh, beginning with, you know, three separate continents. So I was born in Germany. I then, um, and I, I kind of went through significant childhood trauma. I moved over to Australia as a consequence of that to kind of escape that. And, um, and then I ended up moving over to Canada. I became a mom. I have two beautiful uh, six-year-old twin girls and, I'll tell you what, this journey of becoming a coach is really recent. I have spent my entire life being in the corporate world. Um, I've been a graphic designer and an artist and an illustrator most of my life, doing things such as, you know, beer labels and, you know, things completely unrelated to what I do now. And there just kind of came a point where I realized that I had been very unfulfilled for quite a few years and I had just been kind of ignoring that feeling, ignoring my, you know, the intuitive whispers, the callings of my soul, if you will, just because what I was doing, I was really successful at. And so that there came a point where I had to ask the question, is it okay to stay in something that you're unfulfilled in just because you're good at it? right? That's the dilemma I was in. And actually the catalyst that, that really made me change my mind was uh, me winning an international graphic design award for some packaging I did, which should have been the pinnacle of my career. But instead, it highlighted the fact that I really, I did not care at all whatsoever about this award and that's when I was like okay this needs to stop like this is no longer fulfilling that's how I ended up um, 
on top of that, there was at exactly the same time, you know, all the stars kind of aligned because at that same time, I was going through some really heavy anxiety and a lot of my childhood trauma was coming back to bite me. And so I, I, you know, all of this kind of collided at the same time, my, you know, the unfulfillment and also the, the, the suffocating anxiety and all the things that I had been kind of avoiding dealing with. Um, I was forced to, to stop and deal with that. And it was the best thing that I ever could have done. I, you know, seeking help to deal with those old wounds and learning about how to empower myself, how to stop allowing my past to define my future, how to stop allowing um, trauma that was in the past to determine my worth. Um, all of these things, the, the change that I went through was so profound, Em, that like it, some, this, this inner knowing just rose up within me where I, I just knew that this was my new path. I didn't, there was not a single cell in my body that disagreed with this. I just knew. I had no idea what I was going to do with that calling. I, I didn't really even know that like coaching was a thing. I All I knew is that I wanted to empower women. And, um, you know, I was at a fork at the road. I had a perfectly successful business. Um, I had two really young children at the time. and. I could, and it was a risk. It was a huge risk for me to follow my heart and have no clue what I was doing to be, be new at something, to be not good at something and work my way up and to be willing to also fail trying, just trying and to see what, what came of it instead of um, continuing along the, the safe path. So that's kind of how I ended up here. And that was, uh, you know, that was only just over a year ago. Wow. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've grown an entire lifetime in that year. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how much can happen in a year. But that's such an inspiring, like, piece of your story you've been able to share with us. And I wrote down something that you had mentioned as you were going through that. And that's when you said, you know, is it the question of, is it okay to stay in something just because you're good at it? And I wrote that down because I resonated with that so much myself, like my journey going through, um, like my studies and my career in those like first, you know, I mean the first few years of my adulthood, right. Cause I'm only 24 at the moment. And that just hit me so hard because I remember staying in this degree and staying on this path so much longer than what I should have purely because of the fact that I was good at it, right? And I think that that's something that so many other people who are listening to this episode today should just sit with, you know, and ask themselves, like, are you staying on this path that you're on simply because it's something that you're good at? Or are you staying on this path because it's something that truly fulfills you and aligns with you? So I thought that was so powerful what you mentioned there. And I think it's amazing as well how like, you know, you were able to find that clarity on the fact that you feel cold and you feel pulled to something towards something else. And even though you didn't know exactly 
what that something else was, you still had the courage and the strength to be able to look for it. You know, you had the the courage to take those steps forward and try to figure it out, right? Instead of just stepping back into what is known. So if there is anyone that's listening to this and they can really connect with you on that feeling of, you know, I feel called towards something, but I don't know exactly how to step into this. What would your advice be to them? Yeah, great question. I would say, and this is just going off my own experience, of course, that if you're feeling called to do something, that calling is of the utmost, like that is the most divine part of you speaking to you. And if you do not listen to that for the sake of um, your conscious mind or your ego telling you something else, <clears throat> your knowing and your calling always trumps everything else. So it is the most important thing. Consider yourself blessed if you have a calling. Like if you have a calling, many people never have a calling in their entire lives. So be thankful, first of all, that you have the calling. And second of all, you only need to know the, the first, the next step. You don't surrender the how and surrender the outcome. And trust that when you take the next step, the step after that will naturally appear. And that's what that's basically the advice that I gave to myself. Um, I had to repeat that over and over again. You only need to know, you only need to see the first step, not the whole staircase. That would be my advice is, you know, take one next step in full trust and faith in the divine guidance of the universe. Yes, I absolutely love that. And that's what it's about. It's about, you know, you don't look at a staircase and think that you have to go from the first tread all the way up to the 15th tread in one leap. And it's the exact same thing when you are following a calling or trying to figure out your purpose, or you're just simply trying to work on yourself. It's all about just figuring out what that next that first step is that you can really start to take. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that insights into the journey that you've been on so far. And I'm sure we're going to tap more into, you know, your own personal experiences and all that as we go through today's episode. But you're obviously qualified in so many different things. Like, girl, I was looking at your sales page and I'm scrolling through, like seeing all these different certifications and I'm like, damn, she is legit. But there was one thing in particular that I would love to get a little bit of clarification on. And that's what neuroenergetic encoding is, because that's something that I haven't actually heard of before myself. So can you give us a little bit of insights into this? Mm, yeah, it's nobody understands what that means, by the way. <laughs> So the, the background of neuroenergetic encoding is basically the, the information energetically that is that can be passed down or is present in our genes. And all of us have this energetic encoding within us, and it can be passed down from generation to generation. So we can we can carry energetic encoding in our genes from from I think up to 14 generations ago. And that includes um, your ancestors' fears, their phobias, it includes their um, uh, their traumas. You can you can be carrying all of this stuff, emotional traumas and wounds that are not even yours. So that is your encoding. And then um, there is neuroenergetic wiring, which is the, the part where I kind of come in. Um, it's to re-encode that, to basically pull out of your system 
that energy that is simply like not serving you or not even yours. Um, and, and we use a, a kind of a variety of modalities in order to speak to your subconscious mind to get at like the root cause or, or uh, to speak to your, sorry, to find out where that, that encoding came from, how old it is. Um, it's actually my favorite modality to work with because it's like, you wouldn't believe, you just wouldn't believe the results that you get and the, how it, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's definitely simple. And, and for me, it's, it's kind of like an intuitive process, although there is, you know, there is um, a structure to it. Um, but it really also depends on the, the coach who is, who is working with the client. And the, the amazing part about this whole modality is that you don't even really need to know what the trauma was to be able to release it. Um, and, and that is like the most beautiful thing. You can be free and liberated from that encoding and you can completely um, transform the journey or the, the rest of your life and shift something so, so radically that it will not affect you again in the future. Um, it's, it's my favorite thing to practice on clients only because it kind of combines a whole bunch of other modalities as well. Mm. And energy work, I mean, we are energy and, you know, we are consciousness and that's what neuroenergetic wiring is all about. Mm, that's amazing. I mean, I definitely have not heard of that before, but I, what I'm sort of gathering, it's like an extremely in-depth, like level of that self-awareness journey that you do take yourself on, like going back and actually, um, like understanding those subconscious beliefs and thoughts and all the programming that you have that's even come before your time you know from um your lineage and all of that which is so awesome and especially when you think about it like the people around us always have such a massive influence on the beliefs that we do develop and all of that so it only makes sense that it would go back generation after generation after generation and in saying that is it a a very difficult process to go through you know when you are doing this neuroenergetic encoding with a client is it a very difficult process to go through to be able to understand that sort of depth of someone's past no it's actually not I mean surprisingly I know like the, the name is so complicated it's actually really easy and the really cool thing about energy work is that most energy work is surprisingly easy it's yeah. just um, knowing how to work with it. That's all. Um, and energy work, you're always working with your nervous system and your, and your subconscious mind, which is your body. Um, so it's, it's, you're, you're talking to somebody's body, really. You're just bypassing their conscious mind. And it's, it's really simple. No, it's not difficult at all. Sometimes it requires uh, some skill as the coach to kind of lead someone into the right answers. I would say. So sometimes some clients have kind of trouble their, their conscious mind wants to step in, you know, when you're trying to speak to somebody's subconscious mind, you want them to answer really quickly, but then they're conscious. You, you, you see the wheels spinning and you, you, you under, I, I can tell when somebody's answer, answering from their conscious mind. Um, so it does require a skilled coach to kind of be able to decipher the difference between the two and then lead the client back into speaking from a subconscious place. But other than that, it can be done in minutes, in minutes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, 
It's yeah, that is insane. And I love that. I love how you like, you know, you're explaining this elaborate and massive sort of like um, technique that I've never heard of before. And you're like, but it's so easy. We can do it in minutes. We can like solve all these problems in the click of a finger. I know. Um, I love that. I love that. And so, you know, you've mentioned energy work and how this is uh, very much associated with that. How, like, what is the importance of energy work? And just um, even if it's just on the level of the individual, you know, not necessarily working with someone else, but just starting to do some work with your own energy, like, what is the importance of this? Yeah, the importance of it is so almighty. I would say that energy is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, your your energy affects your aura, your aura that surrounds you and your aura um, attracts or repels like things. And so basically your energetic frequency, which is created by um, your, your energetic or your, your state of being, including your thoughts and your feelings, uh, determines like almost everything in your life, everything that comes into your life, everything that goes out of your life is determined by your state of being created by your, by your energy. So, you know, there's that, that saying that thoughts become things. And that is very, very true. It's very difficult for a lot of people to, to really believe that I would say, you know, Um, but it's profound how, how, true that actually is um so i would definitely say energy is everything it is in a lot of ways by modern medicine or 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 western medicine still kind of scoffed at uh in many ways and i think that's why you know western medicine uh they are kind of governed by things that you can see and touch and feel And because energy is the opposite of that and there is no real tangible evidence, Western medicine struggles with energy work. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. In fact, quite the opposite. It's just, so this is why a lot of people I find that they have trouble wrapping their head around it. Mm -hmm. Um, But nobody can deny, nobody can deny that everything is energy. That's just a scientific proven fact. Mm. And I completely hear you with that. You know, there's so many people who are stuck in that mindset of unless they see it, I won't believe it, you know, and, and that's why they struggle to really lean into that like spiritual element and, and these sorts of practices. And that's where, you know, people start to label them as woo woo or crazy or witchy and all of that. But yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's so much evidence behind the power of energy and you know even behind manifestation now there's actual like research starting to be done to prove that there is science behind these things as well so on the topic of manifestation you know why don't you tell us a little bit about how energy really works in with this and and your ability to actually manifest or achieve the goals that you want yeah for sure so your consciousness like human beings are consciousness we are not, we're not just like blobs of flesh. We are consciousness, we are energy and consciousness has an effect on energy and energy itself also has consciousness. And so the quantum universe is just waiting for a conscious observer to influence energy through their consciousness in order to like make uh, an energetic frequency or a wave of an energetic frequency excuse me, energetic probability so that to turn that into a physical reality. So that's how 
our state of being, which is our thoughts and our feelings affect, um, affect our reality. And so um, energy or our energetic state is mainly um, determined by our emotions because our emotions are energy in motion. So that's why it is so important for us to like consciously manage our emotions and our feelings um, in a way that we are able to work our way through lower vibe or lower vibrating emotions and come back up to a high vibrating emotion as soon as possible um, so that we can keep maintain that high vibrational frequency and manifest or so that we can be a an energetic match for the reality that we're wanting to create are you ready to shift your mindset vision habits and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022 if you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you, okay? I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. So I want to dive into in a second, like all about this emotional intelligence element, you know, where we do need to understand our emotions and all of that. But before we do tap into that, you know, you mentioned how the energy that we put out, like the emotions we put out, it influences what we're able to attract as well. But I'm curious to know, you know, when we do work towards manifesting something or achieving a goal, there's always highs and there's always lows. And I feel like in a way it's not the healthiest thing to enter a state of being low vibration and forcing yourself to be like, I'm not allowed to feel this. I have to get out of this because I have to be happy so I can have my manifestation. So can you speak a little bit on that for us, please? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is so toxic. Please don't feel like you need to do that. Um, That is toxic positivity at, at, at its worst. And I can see how people would think that that's what they needed to do, but actually it's not that at all. It's, you know, being emotionally intelligent and manifestation doesn't, you don't need to be happy all the time. And especially the the quantum realm can see straight through your, your pretending you like, you cannot fake your frequency. You just cannot fake it. So even if you're pretending to be happy or you're like, Oh, I need to be, I need to be high vibe. I'm just going to be happy again. Um, (laughs) No, that just, it doesn't work because underneath your subconscious mind knows the truth and there's nothing that you can do about it consciously. So there's that, all that you can do is, is understand that you need to feel the full spectrum of your emotions. You need to feel the highs and the lows and it's okay to feel the lows. In fact, you have to feel them in order to release them. Because what happens is when you try to avoid those negative emotions, you try to you try to deny them or ignore them, they basically you get stuck in that negative energetic state 
And then when you deny the expression of that, of that energy enough times, eventually it just gets stuck in your tissues and in your cells and it blocks the cell receptors of those particular cells. And then those cells can no, no longer communicate with the other cells in your body. And now you've created like disease in your body or dis-ease. And that is, that will, as, as long as you have that sort of energetic blockage happening in your body, then your manifestation isn't going to manifest. Hmm. That's insane. You know how, I mean, I've had so many conversations around manifestation and like energy and all of that on the podcast, but the way that you're like bringing all of this science behind like how our human bodies actually work into this is just so interesting to me. You know how you're talking about when we do suppress these emotions within ourselves and they actually create shifts within our body's makeup and creates disease or disease, as you said, like that blows my mind. And so in saying that, how can we start to become aware of if we have been suppressing emotions or um, if that's something that we're starting to do at the moment and how can we shift out of this, you know, so we can start to move towards um, just a overall better well-being. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it all begins with self-awareness and self-awareness can be practiced, you know, for your emotions because your emotions are both kind of, they have that cognitive element, but they also have that visceral element where you feel that sensations in your body. And you also, you also feel it like you're thinking thoughts in your mind that perpetuate that particular emotion, just become aware of it being there. And, you know, the number one thing that I would say is become aware of it and don't judge it. Just notice it. Don't get frustrated. Um, don't try to push it away. Allow it. Invite it in. Welcome it. Because the more that you welcome an emotion, whether it's positive or negative, the less it actually feels like it has control over you. Um, so welcome welcome that emotion even give it a name again that reduces the intensity of that emotion name your emotion okay I'm feeling anxious I'm feeling anxious because x y and z already just just having that clarity makes your brain go oh okay that's what it is okay all right now I know what it is and it just kind of diffuses the whole situation so um just becoming aware and recognizing what it is what's happening is the very first step um, and then the second step is, is allowing those emotions to be there, um, inquiring or investigating like what, where it's coming from and how you can, um, how, how you can, you might be able to let it go or what you can, what you can do to, uh, to comfort yourself. So nurture that emotion say it's okay I'm I've got this I'm okay I'm safe in this moment like give yourself that self-compassion to just be with that emotion um, and at that point once you've gone through all of those steps of being self-aware of like becoming curious and investigating into it the deeper you go um, what you're doing is working through the layers of those emotions and all about like on the inside all of us are just an ocean of love and peace that's all that we are on the inside and our emotions are just kind of this crust on top and really like all we need to do I, I, I always describe it kind of like a soap bubble that's all that's the weight that our emotions really hold it's a soap bubble and you know what happens when you pop it 
there's nothing there. So as soon as you dive in and you start to like get curious and really shine a light on it, you'll realize there's actually not much in the middle of it. You'll come to, you'll come to suddenly uh, this, this lightness and this feeling of, oh, okay. Like I've, I've observed it now. I'm okay to let it go now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the process that I teach my clients to be able to like really become curious and work with them and, and sit with them and then allow themselves to just let it go. Mm, I think that's sometimes when we don't fully understand the emotions that we're carrying, we give them more power than what they deserve. And I think that was a great explanation of what you went through and that visual reference as well of the bubble, you know, you pop it and then you realize that there wasn't actually anything in there like you thought there was going to be. So that's a really awesome sort of um, overview you, you, you gave us on that. And I think, of course, like becoming aware and not holding judgment towards what it is you feel is such an important step in it all. You know, we can, when you mentioned as well before, by the way, that's what I want to say when you mentioned as well about putting a name to it, I misinterpreted what you said and I thought you were going along the lines of let's give it a name like Becky or Karen <laughs> or this or that. But um, no, it made total sense once you kept on talking. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I get what you mean. We're labeling what we're feeling because it's so important to um, sit with it, feel it, experience it, understand what's happening. And then put a label to it so that we can start to move past it. And once we can put that label on it, it gives us more clarity around what we do need to do moving forward. So thank you so much for sharing all of that insights around um, obviously the importance of not suppressing these emotions that we do feel. And I really would love to learn from you a little bit more about the area of emotional intelligence. So to kick it off, like, you know, in case someone's listening and they don't know what emotional intelligence is, how would you explain this to someone? Yeah, emotional intelligence really at the helm of, uh, of it is how you can self-regulate, how you can self-regulate yourself through lower vibrational feelings or energies, how you can navigate your way through them without trying to divert yourself just around them or without ignoring them or suppressing them. That's what emotional intelligence is. There's, so that's that's actually one part of it, and the other part is 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 learning how to read emotions in other people. So empathy is the other part of of it, so that you can kind of um, be in tune with other people's emotions too. And that's kind of a skill that's a byproduct of you becoming in tune with your own emotions, because the better that you get at that at understanding and feeling your own feelings, the better you'll get at being empathetic to other people's as well. Um, so it's all about managing, you know, managing, not controlling, but managing and processing your emotions so that you can release them. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do say that EQ, your emotional in intelligence is more important than your IQ these days. And it's true. I mean, look at, you can be, you can be as smart as, you know, Elon Musk, but if you don't know how to handle failure, then you're not going to, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. you, you know, emotional intelligence is going to, that skill is going to take you so far in life. If it's the skill of overcoming all of your challenges and being able to bounce back and continue and keep going with perseverance. Um, 
it's it's really and i keep saying this it should be a skill that's taught to every school age child in the world but unfortunately it's not most of us grow up never never being taught how to manage and process our emotions in fact most of us grow up being told oh don't cry or, or don't get angry about that or don't 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 and we learn we learn how to suppress emotion at a really young age which i think is so sad we learn to suppress and suppress and suppress in 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 order to keep our caretakers happy um and then we grow into adults and nobody ever tells us to do to do it differently mm -hmm. and you mentioned in all of this as well you know the difference between managing versus controlling so can you explain a little bit about what this difference actually looks like so that we can be clear on whether we are managing or trying to control our emotions right now? Yeah, so controlling kind of just goes back to what we were talking about before where like I need to be I need to be I can't be sad right now. I need to be happy. It's that trying trying to force an emotion out of the way. Um controlling is also suppressing it's like oh i can't feel this right now so just pushing it aside or sweeping it under the rug and and then just you know pretending that you're happy mm -hmm. now i will say there's um there is times when you need to suppress an emotion temporarily like at work if you're you know you can't there's certain times when you simply can't have an outburst of emotion or if you're in, in front of small children things like that. It's not always appropriate. And it's totally okay to temporarily suppress an emotion. But but as long as it, it needs to be expressed, and it needs to be um, processed as soon as possible. And preferably before you go to bed for the night, because research has shown that when you go to bed with an unprocessed emotion, it not only perpetuates it, but it intensifies it. So you're going to wake up in exactly the same way that you went to bed, and then you're going to draw it out into the next day and the next and the next. So I do a little thing like it's just just checking in with yourself at the end of every day before you go to bed. Like, is there anything that kind of needs to move through me right now? Is there something that I haven't emotionally dealt with? Don't take it to bed please don't take it to bed. So if, there, if there's one thing you take away from this podcast is don't take your emotions to bed. And it's, it's, it doesn't take long to release them. All you need to do is kind of um, recognize it, become aware of it and say, okay, how can I nurture myself through this so that I can let it go? Mm, and I can totally see how, uh, you know, taking your emotions to bed with you would have such a massive impact on you for days to follow because sleeping is the doorway to your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to bed, literally in, you're opening the door and you're inviting all of these emotions or whatever beliefs or anything that you're carrying to automatically like enter on a red carpet straight into your subconscious. So I can yes. hear you in the importance of unpacking before bed. And I mean, of course, it's just going to help you with your overall quality of sleep as well at the end of the day. But you mentioned as well, you know, the importance of expressing and processing these emotions. So how does someone go about expressing and processing what it is they do feel? Yeah, and expressing, just to clarify, and processing are the same things. It's just the way that you, it's the way that you release the emotion or let go of it. Um, there are, there are, so there are conscious ways that you can do it by simply, you know, there's, there's some emotions that are short-lived, like somebody says, like gives you a snarky remark and you just kind of 
are like, oh, you're frustrated for a second and then you just decide to let it go. That's kind of like a, just a conscious letting go of by just deciding. And then there's also physiological ways or somatic things that you can do to just release it or to change your state. Um, it depends on the intensity of the feeling. Uh, for Let's say for anger, for instance, um, for anger, you need to cool down. <laughs> basically so that anger needs a cooling down period and it and it needs um kind of a reevaluation of of the event itself so it you need to like come to a different conclusion about um about where the anger came from and and generally underneath anger there is a sadness or there's vulnerability that that you need to process underneath of that but every uh emotion has it's a, a unique biological signature and it depends on that signature um how you release it some some people will like you know uh punch a pillow when they're angry that's a really great way to release energy moving your body so exercise yoga dancing um even shaking uh you'll see a lot of animals do this after they've been like in a state of shock or really afraid they do kind of this shake and they're literally shaking off that excess energy and shaking it out of their body so this works for humans as well shake you know like sh shake your booty go dance to your favorite song that is a great way to release um stuck energy um and then uh Another another way to do it is simply like you can you can journal it out, you know, so that's like speaking to your subconscious, you can journal it out and inquire and and um, and come to the conclusion that you can release it that way. So there is there is various processes and processes and they all work. It depends on like what works for you. It's as simple as just making making a choice. And like if you can you can decide to let an emotion go at any time. Mm -hmm. um, simply by saying I choose to let it go so yeah that like that that is the easiest way you everybody knows how to do this everybody lets emotions and releases emotions all the time it's just the more difficult ones that we have trouble with and then we get so confused like how do we do this it's like well you do it all the time you already know how to do it um you know it comes naturally to us Mm, you know what? It's so funny you say that as well, that, you know, we have the choice to release emotions at any time. And this is something that I've only really, as of recently, been really aware that I do. When I find that I'm like, you know, let's say, for example, I'm with my partner and my partner does something that really annoys me. I recognize, okay, I feel this way right now, but me holding on to this emotion is causing me continued suffering that I don't need to be going through. I'm going to release this emotion and move forward and completely change my perspective and the experiences that are going to follow. So I love that you said that because even last night I was laying in bed and I was like, oh, why did you have to say that or do that? And then I was like, hang on, I can release this. I don't need to have someone else, you know, do that release for me. We have the power to do so. So I'm curious to know, you know, if someone does want to start um, making that sort of shift for themselves, becoming more self-aware around the emotions that they are experiencing and how those emotions are impacting them, what are some actionable steps they can take to do so? Yeah, I would say um, a really good thing to do is uh, to do a body scan. So um, a body scan meditation. Um, I know that 
some people, you know, meditation isn't for everyone, but this is actually a really easy way to do it because all you need to do is kind of calm your mind. And because emotions are so, uh, such physical sensations, it's a good way to get in tune with your body and just to see and notice what's there. Um, that, that is a really, really good way to just begin to see if you, if you're actually like able to see where, because emotions are energy and they're actually like physically in certain parts of your body. You know what I mean? And if, if you are, if you can intuitively tune into that and find out where that is, that's going to really help you. So definitely meditation and just practicing mindfulness. I know I said that before, but, um, mindfulness you can practice at any time anywhere it's not something a lot of people confuse the two meditation and mindfulness meditation is a, a thing that you do you sit down and it's an activity that you do mindfulness is a state of consciousness that you can practice while doing almost anything else in your life so you can have a mindful shower you can drink a mindful coffee you can eat a mindful meal and you can be mindful of your feelings all the time so just just practicing becoming aware of your feelings. Um, and actually, I will say, next time you get triggered, next time you get triggered by something, you feel that arousal of emotion, that is going to be like, get excited about that because from now on, your triggers are going to be your best emotional teachers. Mm -hmm. They are going to point you directly in, in the direction of where something you still need to work on where there's something that still needs healing in your body. Um, so be, become aware of those triggers and really get curious about those because um, they really are, they hold so much wisdom in them. And when you keep track of them and follow them to kind of like the root, you're going to discover so much more about yourself and your emotions too. Yes. Well, obviously like I'm, I'm hearing so clearly now that emotional intelligence is such an important thing, such an important thing when it comes to like influencing our energy, the perspectives that we can carry moving forward, our ability to even manifest different things. So, I mean, there's been so much insights you've given us around how we can start to develop emotional intelligence and all of that. So I guess there's one more question that I sort of want to divert off onto with you today. And we all know that like our mindset is going to completely, you know, influence everything that we do in our life and the emotions that we can experience influence our mindset with that as well. So what would your sort of tips or um, advice be when it comes to really developing an empowered mindset or a positive mindset, one that's going to align us with feeling the sorts of emotions and carrying that sort of energy that we really do want to be carrying? Yeah. And actually, like, practicing to have an empowered mindset, I would say, is one of the most fun things you can do. Because honestly, all I will say is that you need to follow what feels good. Mm. Follow what feels good. Like, always look for the positives in every situation. Follow what feels good in your body. So you know when something makes you feel bad. You know when somebody makes you feel bad. That is those. That's a sign from your body that that's something that you need to either you need a boundary there or you need to like turn the other way and walk away. So 
that's that would be my advice is just follow what feels good and it's never your body does is never going to lie to you it's never going to lead you astray um um and it's that is your it's it's your compass in life and it's it's always going to guide you in the right direction yes i think that's the most powerful piece of advice you could have given and i think that i mean from my experiences at least i feel like our whole life we're taught to follow our logical mind and to not be as in tune and connected to our body and we're taught to sort of doubt those feelings that we do receive and uh, what our intuition might be telling us. So to hear from you, you know, the importance of following what does feel good in your body and allow that to be your compass. I mean, that for me just speaks so many, so many truths, you know. So if someone wants to really, really lean into that idea of listening to their body, listening to their intuition, how can they start to strengthen that connection that they have with themselves? Yeah. Oh, the, the, this question like, how do we hear our intuition when intuition doesn't speak words? <laughs> the language of our intuition usually is again, feelings. So you feel your intuition. Um, to some people, it feels like, like for me, it was just an all encompassing knowing it was a knowing and to some people it's more like of a feeling it's it's hard to describe it but but what I will say is that you'll know it when you hear it you'll know it when you feel it because it has a way of directing you without you really needing to know what to do um, and a great way to start listening more to, to your intuition is to quiet your conscious mind. Your conscious mind, if it's too loud, is going to just override your intuition every time. You need to tune in. And the way that you tune in is by turning off that conscious mind. The best way is meditation, turning it off completely, relaxing, just or even if you don't like meditation, closing your eyes like just just trying to relax yourself when you're really relaxed or especially right before bed when you're really tired is a great time to kind of practice tuning in because that's when your your day kind of falls away um your body is starting to go into that theta state and um without needing to go into like a full meditation session if you don't feel like it that is a good time to just tune in to kind of the downloads that 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 you might be receiving or first thing in the morning right after you wake up so either of those two times are really great times to tune into your your inner compass mm, slowing down and quieting your mind it does a world of wonders like i'm someone who my brain is so hyperactive, right? So I need to pause at the middle of the day and just like take five minutes at least to just breathe and still myself. But as soon as I do so, all of a sudden there's this brand new clarity that I'm able to see about how I need to keep moving forward in my day or what I need to focus on and all of that. So I think that's such um, great insights that you have shared with us there today. And Anya, honestly, like this entire episode I'm just sitting here in awe of like the wisdom and the knowledge that you have and like the depth of knowledge you have as well around all of this stuff. So I'm so grateful that you've come on here to share with it, share it all with us today. And as we start to wrap up this episode, I'd love to ask you, is there a final piece of empowering advice you'd love to leave our listeners with? Oh my goodness. 
Oh, there's so much powerful advice. What can I leave your listeners with? Um, you know, since we were talking about what we were talking about, intuition, we were talking about following your calling. Um, all of all of the stuff we've been talking about really has been very um, kind of around spiritual guidance, if you will, or the guidance of your own soul. So another powerful piece of advice would be to not deny yourself, not deny yourself the chance to actually listen and follow that soul. And to stop being influenced by what other people might have to say, by, um, you know, what your parents want you to do or what you hear other people talking about, to just um, have trust and faith that you already have all the answers. All the answers are within. Um, definitely trust that above anything else that anybody is going to tell you in your life. And you're then you'll never go wrong you'll always be on the right path if you listen to your inner wisdom oh incredible i mean as if you could have pulled another golden nugget out after this 45 <laughs> minutes of gold that you've given us but yes you did it anyway so anya if anyone wants to continue learning from you following you from you listening to you after this episode where's the best place that they can find you over on instagram that's kind of my jam. I'm just on Instagram right now. You can uh, find me at anyawerner.xo. Um, I'm sure Em will put it in the show notes. And yeah, just, just head on over there. I've got lots of things in the works. At the moment, I am only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a, I have a program available um, if you're interested in that. But yeah, just follow along on Instagram and see what I've got coming up. Who knows? I don't even really know myself. It's all in the universe's hands. <laughs> Love how much uh, trust you put in divine guidance. It's awesome. But I will most certainly be putting the links to your Instagram in the episode description. And guys, go and follow Anya. Her content is just the greatest energy you will come across. And obviously, as you've listened to today's episode, she knows what she is talking about. So make sure you do check her out. And Anya, again, thank you so much for coming on today. I've loved every single second of this episode. And I'm just so grateful that you've been so open and willing to share this depth of value with us. I mean, I'm stepping away and I've got my notes and I'm like, cool, here's some new things for me to go learn about in more depth. So thank you so much, Anya. You're so welcome. I've had the best time. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.